Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about all the newest books in the X-Men line. I'm your primary host, the most important host, the best host, possibly the only host, Nick, accompanied by this motherfucker over here. I'm sorry. What, what the hell is going on here? Primary host? Primary fucking host? This is your co-host, Josh. And um, I don't take kindly to, to any of this, how we're starting this shit off. You know, I do a lot of work for this podcast. And for you to come in with this kind of heat, I, I don't feel, you know what? I'm going to show myself out. You, you, you want to be the primary host? You do. I'm sorry. You know why? I'm a little tense. I'm a little angry because why are you a little recently, tense, buddy. What's going on? What's going on? We can get through anything. What's going recently, on? Recently, I saw the numbers of this podcast and I was so happy. I saw listeners, literally, not even a joke, thousands of listeners. Yeah. But then one little problem. What happened? They're not subscribing. We have hundreds of subscribers, but yeah. thousands of listeners. I I I I was seeing that too. And, and you know me, I'm not I'm not I'm not good with numbers, no letters at all. Um but uh, I didn't think the math worked out myself, but right. I just figured I, I didn't know anything about math. So, but See, yeah, I crunched numbers and me did. also not good with words or numbers mm. figured out that it still doesn't add up. No, no. Um, so I, I apologize for my, my angry opening, but, but I'm going to be is there... at this 11 uh-huh. until we solve this issue. Okay. So what you're saying is, um, if, the only way to to really kind of regulate your temp your 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 temper tamper here is to uh, for people to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. All right. Like so it's good if you tell a friend, it's good if you leave a review. That's awesome. That's but fine. be even better, subscribe. Yeah. So I'm asking you, listeners, as a personal favor, to subscribe. So this son of a bitch will stop yelling at me in the beginning of every goddamn episode. If this continues, I will physically assault him. So that's crazy. For that's his- crazy. Yeah, so for his safety and yeah. his livelihood, yeah, you guys should subscribe and then review and then tell a friend. I know yeah. it's a lot, but the people in Atlanta know how it's done. They know to tell a friend. And yeah, have shout a out to time. Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. You know, you guys Welcome are doing Atlanta, the fuck- where the play is play. That's true. That is what I've heard. Um, you guys are doing the Lord's work out there, and I and I appreciate you. I've been to Atlanta twice. I have also been to Atlanta. That's my story. Place. Controversial opinion? I like Savannah more. Uh, I'm right there with you, Blair. I love Savannah. <laughs> Did we just turn all the listeners away? <laughs> we think of all the listeners we gained in Savannah. <laughs> that's true. And that's a nice place. It's so it's nice. Beautiful it's beautiful. Ooh, it's old. It's fucking beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I, when I lived up when I lived in Jack's, we would go a lot because it, you know, it was just a few hours away. Fucking the best, man. Savannah's yeah. rad. Man, who likes Atlanta when you have Savannah right there? I don't know, man. I, I can't yeah. answer that question. We don't know a full a- turn on Atlanta. I know Athens, Georgia is also real, real cool. It's a real nice college town. You know, we got any Athens, Georgia listeners out there? Fuck Make- Athens. No, no, I'm all about Atlanta right now when it comes to Athens. Now we talk about Savannah. It's back to Savannah. Savannah works, so it's better than all of them. But if you're talking to bring up me with some Athens bullshit, let's talk about Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. So, so you, so what I'm hearing is you're going to take Atlanta over Athens. Yes. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Also, the TV show Atlanta, very good. Yes, incredible. An incredible yeah, some, show. Sometimes good or incredible. Never yeah, bad. It's never <laughs> bad. Never bad. It's either wow, that was good, or that just really changed the world, didn't it? <laughs> you do a better get out in one episode. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Shout out to so, Teddy Perkins. He's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so if you guys don't know us by now, we have a, a part of the show where we just talk about whatever before we get to actual comics, in case you're yeah. new and yeah. we're like assaulted by the aggressive opening. Yeah, so, I, hope we, I hope they didn't turn away. I hope you didn't like freak them out. I mean, you know, they need to know what level we're at our worst and our best if they accept us at both, you know? Yeah, I don't accept us at either. So, you know, I'm, I'm oh, just no, like, but we both have women who do. So we must be doing something right. Yeah. Speaking of which, it was my nine-year anniversary of My Lady You Love. That is that is true. That's fucking congratulations, yo. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's dope. That's, it's weird and crazy. It does not feel like nine years, but here we are. I know. I and know. Uh, speaking of things that last a long time, we both watched the Eternals trailer. That was, that was one of your worst, best segues. <laughs> 
You know, I was thinking because they've been alive for thousands of years. No, I get it. <laughs> oh, you don't need to explain it. You see, they're you... 7,000 years old. Mm-hmm. What you need to do <laughs> is apologize to our listeners. <laughs> Never. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about this trailer. So I thought it looks really unique. Um, I think the director is Deborah Chow, who just won an Oscar. Mm, so, yeah, pretty, true, and, so she's actually the first Oscar winning director to do a Marvel movie, even though she did this before that movie. Hey man, doesn't doesn't matter. It counts. It totally it counts. counts. Yeah. It but counts. You could tell that's a really nice vision to this film. Yeah. And, like, it just looks beautiful. Like I like the trailer. Mm. It was really a teaser. It didn't tell us really anything. No. I don't know are, what their powers are. We just yeah. know they're really old and they've helped guide the universe or the earth, I should say. Yeah. And um now something happened in the present day that makes them return to public eye. Yeah. Do you um, know anything about the Eternals at all? I know jack shit about the Eternals other than there's like a like a quarter of them are from Game of Thrones. That is true. But um I really love because the cast is super diverse. Yeah. Which is real. different from the comic. Like a lot of these characters are not what they look like in the comic, but no one cares and no one's being smug about it because no one's read the Eternals. Nah. Like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out no one's read that except me and five of my friends so like no one's expected star lord to be a certain way so no one's gonna go he's not like that in the book you don't fucking read the book no so i really like chances to give people a new view of a character without any preconceived notions of what that character is you can really make it your own yeah for sure and like like you said the cast has a lot of game of thrones people the guy who played the rob stark and Jon snow yeah and it has the cousin from atlanta it has Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. Like it, it's got Kumail. Yeah, that's that's a crazy cast. That's not and a lot of up and coming actors that I really like. That mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, God damn it, I can't remember. It's Colin Farrell, and he's a doctor, and a guy's getting revenge on him. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember now. It's the same director who did The Lobster and Dog yeah. Tooth. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name I, of that movie. Yeah, I can't either. Which is good content. Yeah. But uh, he's a really good actor. I think he's the bad guy. So you don't know anything about the Eternals. I don't know jack shit about the Eternals. I don't know what story they're going with in the actual movie. But from mm. what I know, I've only read a little bit of Neil Gaiman Eternals and the current comic run. But okay. essentially, the Celestials made them from the DNA of humans, which is why they look human. Okay. And they wanted to make races that could protect them and work for them. And they made two races, the Deviants and the Eternals. And they call it Deviants because they end up being bad. They're like the first failed experiment. Fair. And technically, I don't know what they're going to do in this movie, but technically Thanos is an Eternal with Deviant blood. Yeah, that checks out. That checks yeah. out. But there's quite a few characters who are considered Eternal. So I don't know what the way they're using this term and like where their origin is going to be from. Because even like the original Captain Marvel in the comics wasn't eternal at one point. So like stuff like that is kind of wishy-washy how they're going to use it. Yeah. But the reason I thought of X-Men when I saw this is if they can nail this movie with a huge cast full of kind of unknown characters but really popular actors, they can do it with X-Men. If they can, if I, we can care, it's a big family. Yeah. Ours. <laughs> I was I was never concerned about our ability, their ability to do it. I'm mostly concerned about their ability to like make it make sense that they're there now. Oh sure, yeah, totally. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like this would have a really close resemblance to what the X Men could look like. Yeah, that's a good it's point. like what? Yeah, eight people, six eight people. With I don't know. Powers. It looked like there were a lot. There, it looked like a lot of people. I'm not going to remember all those people. Oh, not yet. But I'm sure, in you know, in three years everyone's gonna know every character like i'm i'm not <laughs> do you think you know all guardians of the galaxy i still don't there's <laughs> there's star guy star guy oh fuck off you know all their fucking names <laughs> there's there's uh rabbit there's drax who says he's gonna only do it one more time in that makeup chair yeah i don't blame him oh no make it takes hours those guys that looks yeah. like a lot that looks like, like it's one of those jobs the first time you do it like yeah i'll sit there for hours and make millions fuck it and then yeah. by the eighth time you're like i really don't want to sit in this chair and do makeup. Like, I, I got enough millions i think <laughs> you notice every actor has to do stuff like that every movie has something less <laughs> like yeah right they're always yeah. wearing a shirt or they're always wearing a coat. yeah mm-hmm. like so, i remember right down junior like every movie he had less heavy plastic on and more cg 
until yeah. the end where it's all CG. Just it's just all CG at that point. Have you ever seen the the original first Iron Man suit? It's just pounds of heavy. Yes, pop. I did. I've been doing the rewatch. Remember? Yeah. So like, I remember in it got really limited in like Civil War when it's like just the chest piece and like the arm pieces and that's it. Oh my god, I know it was there. Was, that was so funny. There was like literally just a hand piece yeah, for yeah. like half of that movie. <laughs> and he got ten million for that movie anyway. Um, that's crazy, dude. But yeah, so I'm really excited for that movie. I think it looks really unique, and I still don't know. I can't tell you what it's about. I, I yeah. I, oh, and Jon Snow. I mean, yes. this is not creative, but Jon Snow is playing, or Kit Harrington is playing a character called the Black Knight. He's hmm. not an Eternal. He's a researcher, kind of, and kind of discovers them allegedly. Interesting. But his heritage of his family has like this ancient sword that can give you powers, and you become the Black Knight. Ah, uh, I see. Oh, yeah. so we're bringing in that shit. I wonder if that's gonna like lead to any like other world shit. Yeah, technically, yeah, that's that's in that universe too. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, doing in one movie. Shit. So they're bringing in Eternal Celestials. They sounds like they're bringing in Fae shit. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, they have to bring in a lot of stuff for it to make sense. I wonder how many people are gonna stick. I say this every time they do something, and I'm always wrong. But I wonder how many people are gonna be like, yeah, let's do sci-fi now. Well, it's, that's why I love the, the Marvel franchise because like every single one feels different. Like if you watch WandaVision and then watch Falcon and Soldier, it's two different genres. Those are two different things, yeah. And I guess yeah. they already did sci-fi. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, my exactly, and it worked. Yeah, like yeah. if they can keep whatever this universe is like on the cosmic side, you can keep growing it like this. Everyone always goes, which one's going to be the movie to flop? I, like it's going to happen eventually, but I don't know what's going to happen now. Like no, not now. Brand. This is the yeah no this is the 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 best time to do it because now we're all like itching to get out and go to movies and shit you know what I mean like oh totally yeah just it doesn't matter how good it is people are just gonna be like oh thank God let me go see the movie but every time I remember that I'm thankfully I stopped doing this but like there was a time like maybe two years ago or three years ago where they kept going when's comic book movie fatigue gonna happen yes and it didn't happen because they're unique and each one's somehow different. I I when Ant Man wasn't a the, the 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 flop i was like all right i guess this shit has legs <laughs> exactly like when doctor strange and ant-man and captain marvel like think of the next wave of marvel movies of yeah. sang chi eternals a moon knight tv show a she-hulk tv show <clears throat> a black widow led movie yeah like that's crazy that's or crazy even, man or even like two years ago when the two billion dollar movies were black panther and aquaman if you told me that 10 years ago, I'd be like, you're insane. I know. But so. the one thing I did notice about all the names you just threw out there is that like in my Marvel rewatch, I've noticed one thing primarily. There are a lot of fucking white faces. Which is changing them. That's what I'm saying. Like that is when you just put it that way, it's like, wow, yeah, the new wave of Marvel heroes and Avengers way, way fucking diverse. That's awesome. Well, I think a big part of that is because Ike Perlmutter is not involved anymore. That's a good point. Yeah, fair if enough. You guys don't know who Ike Perlmutter is? He was a very large share owner of Marvel itself and had a lot of say in a lot of the entertainment side of things. And he was the one who said, don't pay Don Cheadle or don't pay um, Terrence Howard more. Just change him with someone else. They'll never know the difference between two black guys. No. So part of me thinks casting Don Cheadle was a little bit of a dig I like oh really fine we'll get the most different looking black guy yeah that's how we can get but we'll yeah we'll get like somebody who's also known you know what i mean yeah. like like someone that you can't not know it's someone different yeah, exactly yeah so i hope that was a thing but um no yeah the the future right now and the recent history of marvel is very diverse yeah and when you look at think about the next time we get an avengers movie it's going to be just as exciting because we're full of characters that I've never met before. Yeah, it's going to be like that first Avengers movie, but probably better, honestly. Oh, most likely, yeah. So, like, that's really exciting. And maybe we'll have mutants in it. See, we're back at X-Men. And so, we're back at X-Men. Thank you guys for listening to us talk about whatever, because that's why you came to listen to us. So, next up, we have comics. This is a pretty good batch, I think, this week. I agree. Um... <laughs> You sold that. I agree. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you didn't ask me, but I'm, I'm going to tell you. No, don't worry about it. I'm the primer. Um. So first up, we have Hellions. Did say, wait, did you say you're the primer? I'm the primary. Oh, okay. 
That's I'm the original and you're the clone for anyone who watched uh, Invincible. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Have you watched Invincible? I want to go watch that shit. Also, I don't have Amazon anymore. Oh, use mine. It's really fucking good. I didn't read the comic like in over the years, so yeah. I didn't know what was happening. And the, the show is really good. That's the one that's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, why well, I don't support our Lord and Savior Jeff Bezos? I do not. I do not support our really? Lord and Savior Jeff Bezos. No. Oh, interesting. I'm no. gonna make sure he knows that. So uh, no, he knows because he's listening. He is he's definitely- one of those motherfuckers that needs to hit subscribe. Jeff, come on. <laughs> Tell all your millions of robot friends. So Helen's number eleven. Speaking last of last, we left friends. the group. <laughs> last we left the group, they were under the mind control of mastermind the original mastermind while arcade was torturing sinister trying to make clones for him yes so first of all this book i love this book i love this book when i tell you i can't when i came to the end of this book and i was like holy shit it's done already like yeah, I felt like no time passed from when I started in, in the best way possible. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was just my attention was held the entire fucking time. A story never drags. I feel like they're mastering because I think the story is basically instead of working in five part chapters, it's more like three part chapters. Yeah. And then important stuff. And then the next mission is three parts. I, I like yeah. the structure of this because. I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast, but I, I like to write scripts for comics. I've tried to get in with DC and Marvel and indie stuff. And when you're writing a script compared to when you're writing the full story, sometimes it is hard to break up knowing you have to make it five or six parts. Mm-hmm. Like you have to stretch out something or limit something. It never goes in a perfect balance. Yeah. But these right, this writer's basically putting it in threes and then important stuff in chunks of like two issues and then back to three part missions. Yeah. I really like that. I like that structure. So we have the first thing we see is an old Psylocke and meeting a uh, Grey Crow, a Grey Crow. I don't know why I put it like that. Meeting Grey Crow in the desert. Honestly, we don't know if there's more. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. He he was cloned before. And she thinks it's been like 50 years or something. Yes. Yes. And that's why she looks old and everything. And he's like, no, no, no. It's been like five days or yesterday. I'm not sure. And we cut out to Mastermind trying to like fight off Psylocke because she's breaking through his barriers. Yeah. And I love Arcade of like, well, you better keep it up or I'm just going to kill you. Like, Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and we I do find wanna, out his daughter. Yeah, right. I do want to take a second, though, and say elderly Psylocke, is, she's fucking banging. Like she's sure, yeah. she's totally. looking great. You know, like she's staying like good for her, man. It's trapped in this fucking wasteland. And she's and she's staying fit. I, yeah. I, I, that's crazy, man. <laughs> Dedication. So we see Arcade holding Mastermind's uh, daughter hostage. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I would say my favorite part of the book, but no, second favorite part of the book is this letter from oh uh, from the doctors. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, you know this this letter does not is not going to break protocol, so he won't get killed for this. That's what he's or told his family killed. Yeah, yeah. he's been but, granted immunity here. It's him complaining about the treatment for when they were making the clones. And easily the best part of this whole thing is how they were shocked that he didn't understand that cloning and aging were two separate departments. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was really like, funny. You told us to make clones and we did. Aging them up automatically is a totally separate thing. Yeah. Yep. And the letter ends with a note saying, kill this loud mouth and get me sinister, which I guess kicked off this whole plan. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I fucking love that. Yeah, I felt very bad for that person. I mean, yeah. like, why would you even think that was not going to happen, though? You know what I mean? Like, And I love that the header is like old school arcade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that he's using that letterhead still. <laughs> so let me cut back to Grey Crow and Psylocke in the desert and they find um havoc and i guess he was he, he was being tortured by madeline prior last time saw him right yeah i think t- yeah i i think it was torture but i think he was enjoying it a little bit well he has this weird little thing where like 
I'm not scared to be alone. I'm okay. Like yeah. his insecurity is really popping out and Greco oh, just yeah. like, okay, buddy, sure. Relax. Yeah. While yeah. he's like barely clothed and like at the leash and everything. Yeah. That's then, a, okay. that is like a, a real fucking throwback to Inferno too. Cause that's like the, there was like a time he wore a very skimpy outfit like that when he was under Madeline Pryor's control back in Inferno. Oh. So that's what that's, that's what that's referring back to. And then we cut to, and I don't want to say lazy, just like kind of like a rushed way of like, and here's the rest of the crew. Like here's the rest of them. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all running from their fears. Yeah. So all this is collapsing and hurting mastermind until Psylocke finds an opening to get out and psychically attack mastermind back. So she gets out of this illusion. Damn it. Kate. And of course, slices through Arcade's assistant, who of course is a robot, like everything else. And then also, <laughs> I just like, I feel bad and like this guy saying confirm. Yeah. And I was like, is she running at me? Yes, confirmed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that guy had, that guy is in a fucking tight spot in life, man. Yes, because Mastermind tells them, now that this is all going down, don't kill my daughter. Everything's okay. I'm sure he has someone of your family too and will help you. <laughs> as yeah. the mastermind says. And then, and you might have to jump in here for me, Josh, because Sister reveals this has all been his plan the whole time. Yes, he does. I don't fully remember why though, because I read this about a week ago. Why is because I think the why is because he wanted an off books at Clone Farm, I think is the it was what it comes down to. Like he arranged all this so that he could basically steal the clones that Arcade was making so that he could experiment on them without Xavier and yes, okay. in the council knowing. Yes, and Mastermind was in on it, and he orders his daughter to kill the man who was going to kill her. <laughs> yes. Because Mastermind's a bad person. And basically tells Psylocke, and you're going to keep this little secret because I'm doing this thing for your maybe daughter program mm-hmm. thing. And I'm gonna help you with that. Yeah, he, keep he, secret, and we're gonna tell. Him. Yeah, and we're gonna tell the rest of the crew. Mastermind's gonna make this whole great illusion. They kicked our ass and did all this stuff, and they're gonna be super cool. And I think that was my favorite part of the book when they're all piling around because they kicked that kick arcade's ass and everything. And yeah. like, it just never happened. I love it. it that was so funny. And uh, yeah, the book ends with Psylocke threatening Mastermind, and that's it. Yep. It was a fucking really good, a really good issue. I gave it four X's. So far, every issue of this book has just it's flowed and felt breezy. And yeah. like nothing, it's not even like as everything's jokey, it just flows really well. No, it's a yeah, it's really good storytelling. Like you were saying before, too. It's like it's quick, it's in and out, it's in and out. Like it's actually, you know, it's it's the action book to me more than X Force is. Yeah, technically, yeah, totally. You know. Next up, we have Marauders. Oh, sorry. Uh, I give it five X's. There you go. All right. All right. So now we come up on Marauders. Did you give it? Oh, I said. Oh, I said it. All right. Maybe it. it oh, I wonder if it even recorded it. Uh, four X's. Four X's. Cool. Next four. up, we have Marauders number twenty. That is right. Okay. So Marauders twenty is Storm's last ride with the crew as we've seen as it's been leading up to storm is going to go off on her own mission soon after the hellfire gala it seems like she's going to space if i remember correctly uh so that's going to be interesting but i have a theory about that okay yeah yeah let's get to that at the end because this is gonna be a real quick story um the the book opens with just a lovely letter from emma to to kate in which she is telling her all about, like, I'm going to let you have your freedom with choosing your outfit from Jumbo. I'm not going to overstep my bounds. But I do want to say that I got you this brooch. I'm not going to tell you where we got the diamonds from. I'm like, at some point I was like, is this diamond from like her? Like, like is it yeah, part okay. of Emma? Before we keep going, are we getting vibes that she is in love with Kitty or is it still parental? um there for for many years it's gone back and forth between it being like a kind of like 
not age appropriate lesbian story mm-hmm. to uh like a mentor parent type figure to protege like i think at this point it's all of them like i think emma just views kate as her protege kind of you know what i mean like she i think she just wants to make her the best that she can be so that that's kind of like a legacy in her in a way like i i like but yes she has a very deep very strong and very fluid relationship with with kate um which is now not as bad because kate's not 16 yeah yeah that helps which is what she was when she was first kidnapped by emma frost <laughs> uh anyway so what I what I like about this is she's being very vague about where this diamond comes from. Um, but also she goes on to describe its meaning, which I think I said when we were talking about it. like there's a she, there's a bullet in it. Yeah. And she says that's to represent the time she basically saved everyone on Earth. Yeah. From the Josh Whedon run. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I just love this moment where she's like, I know you'll never admit it, but everyone owes you a thank you. And I, this is my way of making sure they know it and so that that's how the book opens but then we go to the real story which is storm and the marauders including i guess she's a marauder now um oh my god i blinked on her name callisto yes thank you callisto um is there as well so i think yeah she's a marauder now um so what's happening here is they're having a final dinner with storm but for some reason they decided to take what is very clearly def- defined as a spaceship uh onto the waterways so and and emma's not very happy with her spaceship or her starship being used as a as a boat right now yes yeah. she's getting very very seasick and I, and we find out later on which i i'm going to go ahead and spoil now because it's not relevant to the plot but I think a lot of the choppiness might have to do with the fact that they have Lockheed steering the boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yes, it is stormy outside, but you, you have a, you have a little purple dragon at the helm and I'm not sure that's going <laughs> to, <What's> that? <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to help this situation, but anyway, they each, each Marauder takes turns basically reminiscing about a time that storm was a fucking badass and helped them. Hell yeah. Uh, it starts off with Pyro talking about how, um, she saved uh, this mutant that was being enslaved as a scrapper, I guess, in some ill-defined country. I'm not sure where we were. Um, but she does, and what impressed Pyro about this is that she did it without violence. She did it without using any of her power. All she did was throw a knife through a, a clipboard and say, I'm taking that mutant. And that's all they needed to hear. And that motherfucker was like, yes, you are. Pleasure doing business with you. Um, and so it's basically stories like that. How Storm is just a fucking badass without even her powers. Or uh, I, even being there. <laughs> or even being there, as Bishop tells. So Bishop's story is a time that he and Pyro found themselves uh, outgunned in a, in a drug deal gone wrong, basically. But, yeah. but you know, Krakow and drugs. Um, and Bishop decides he's going to convince them that Storm, the reason it's storming right now is because Storm is up there watching and she's going to come down and beat them up. Yeah, and so yeah. they're like, let's get out of here. And I love they, that. And they run. I love that. Just across the world, Storm has a reputation of being the fucking baddest motherfucker on the planet. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's a lot of what it is. And then so the knife throwing leads them all to taking bets about how many knives Storm has her has on her body at any given time. Yeah, I like that. And it is pretty funny. And I love that like it ends with them asking Callisto. And 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 first of all, I want to say like Callisto's memory is so fucking great. So of all the times that they've had together, you know, it's speaking of a of a ill-defined love relationship. Yeah. Um I love that all the memories she could have pulled from it was the most recent one where it was Storm who was there and brought her back when she was reborn as a mutant and got her powers back. Like that, that is her Storm story now. And I, I, th- I just thought that was really beautiful because there's 30 years of history between them yeah. in, in comic books. But, you know, I'm sure in, in 
this age, what, 10, at least 10 years, right? So yeah. there's 10 years of memory to, to go from. And that's the one she chooses because that's what Krakoa is now. You know, it's fucking crazy. Well, but, near the end of the book, this, this is my first real concrete moment of like, she's planning something major. Emma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get, we'll get there in one second because I, I want to finish the knife part of it. <laughs> and so they're all still taking bets on knives and Callisto tells them that's a fool's game and I'm not going to be involved in this nonsense. And she shows herself out and then Emma shows herself out and we'll, and we'll, we'll catch up with Emma momentarily. <laughs> um, and so then they're like, all right, Storm, how many knives do you have on you? And our, our Lord and Savior Storm just throws what I believe I counted as eight knives at one point. okay i like i don't have i didn't write it down but um and then with the implication that there that there are definitely more on her and she's just being coy now and walking away oh wait yeah you're you're right it is set is eight because one of them is balancing like on top of one of the blades oh yeah okay all right cool yeah so it's the eight nice um okay so with the knives out if you will we then cut to (laughs) Yeah, continue. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> we now cut to Emma on the the deck talking to your your boy Sebastian Shaw, and they're basically talking about the upcoming gala and where Krakoa is now in the world. And he's lamenting about his one time love, Lord Chantel, who I don't know much about. I just looked her up after this too i forgot she was even a love interest of his yeah um, i don't know what it is yeah so that's basically he she's an old love interest who's dead as, as you yeah I, for a second i'm like oh is that the original black queen no that's selena who the fuck are they talking about like, yeah yeah we don't we don't know i mean we don't know we they know but <laughs> and and long and better fans than us know um and so they hint that they're gonna discuss more of that because something big maybe you could maybe you recall more of what what emma said to allude to this but it emma very much alludes to there being very big things coming in the near well, future she whispers when she left the room tomorrow we change the world yes that's oh i did forget about that yes she did she did mention that too and the book ends with her basically saying the same thing to yes. to sebastian and then we cut to see them uh, in route to her private island that she bought from Namor with the uh, giant sentinel head on it. That she also, had. you have Sebastian Shaw doing that hand pose with the fingers touching and looking all menacing. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Like, I had a weird thought of like, is he in on this? Like, I'm... was everything planned? Like, is Emma going to have this crazy heel turn in Hellfire Gal? Like, I don't know. I, 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 I hope not. I don't want I don't want a bad Emma. Um, well, she's playing something she probably shouldn't be planning. Oh, 100 percent. And yeah. I, I didn't say I want a good Emma. I just don't want a bad Emma. You know, like I like her now. I like her in between. I like her in this gray area where everyone is not sure what she's going to do at any given moment. Yeah. But I don't really want her to just go back to being a villain in any way. But I wouldn't be surprised if Sebastian's in on it. I But I don't know when he would have been in on it. Like maybe just now yeah or maybe this whole thing including his quote-unquote current state of of being injured yeah because he was a fluctuate slightly it it does and i'm gonna say that's probably on an artist more than anything else or editors or whatever yeah yeah yeah. Um, because like the first time we saw it he was like catatonic and now he's still talking and moving just not walking yes exactly um which you know he's healing his his body's healing yeah um but yeah, no, it was a fucking great issue. And it got me that much more hype for the Hellfire Gala, which will be in the next Marauders uh, well, issue. The whole issue felt very foreboding, kind of. Like, oh, yeah, reminiscing and saying mm-hmm. about the good old days. And now yeah. we're going to go off to do this event comic. Well, guess I've, what? That's going to fucking happen. Yeah, and it ends quite literally with the head of a sentinel and like lightning cracking down on the yeah. stormy sea. Like... It, it's not they're not sailing to paradise right now yeah something bad is gonna go down this hellfire gala and also i don't know if you know it seems not only mutants are allowed because that's also oh no they've world. invited a lot they've invited other world leaders they've invited human journalists yeah. they've invited a lot originally i thought it was only humans that's some i saw some ads in other comics 
and a lot of them had like the thing in the background yeah no they invited yeah yeah that's that is exactly the reason why they're doing it on emma's island yeah neutral ground that and they can't go to kirko yeah unless they go the hard way and i don't think any of them want humans in krakoa so yeah i think that's part of it oh speaking before we continue what's up we did see, i did show you an ad i saw finally this week when i was catching up on comics how did we not know about planet sized x-men we did we, we did. did um at one point i think we I lost track of it them. yeah I, I forgot when it was coming i kind of thought it was going to be the the first issue of the hellfire gala like i thought it was going to be the kickoff Mm-hmm. but i not that's not true it just kind of happens some somewhere in the middle i think or maybe like toward the end i looked at a list earlier and yeah. it looks it kicks off with the next marauders yeah and goes and goes from there uh but yeah planet size x is uh coming and like i was telling you i i, I find I, i'm very intrigued by the title of it and and in the ad that you sent me too they even mention giant size x-men yeah how it changed everything this will change the world exactly yeah and what's notable about this is giant the giant size x-men that changed everything uh featured none other than krakoa because the new x-men that xavier recruited had to go save the original x-men from krakoa and in order to do so basically blasted krakoa into space and so them saying, you know, first of all, it being planet size, that's, that's interesting. You know, that has some uh, solar system things going, but we also have, we also have the sword book going right now, which is very, we've been hearing a lot about mutants in the universe. I wonder if this leads to something like when Krakoa was blasted in space, he's like, there's like some space version of him now, you know, like he broke mm. off into another fucking thing, you know, like we had, Araco, and now we have some other fucking space version of it or something like that's there's got to be some correlation to giant size x-men because yeah krakoa is like there's not many fucking stories with krakoa in it <laughs> so yeah that's a weird one i'm excited to see what that's about yeah me too but back to marauders i give it four x's how about you man four i go four i think it's solid yes solid so next up uh before we get into x-core uh it's just funny because i've been actually getting into stocks and trading lately this last two weeks this, i literally and, had no idea this is the first time i'm hearing this shit. oh yeah i guess it is yeah yeah i actually have an account now in Robinhood, and like i'm doing trading and investing because uh, a co-worker of mine in real time put 100 bucks into an account and then turned it into 500 and like within the work shift we were doing mm-hmm. and i'm like i need to know how to do shit like that you know yeah. so i'm just curious i'm playing with a little bit of money it's just rich gambling that's all it is Yes, it is. Yeah. This is what it is. So but remember, it's gambling and the house always wins. So just yeah. be careful. Yeah. Um, but doing that and researching it, the one downside is it's fucking boring researching all this shit. Yeah. Listening to all this business no. bullshit. It's the, it's the worst. worst shit. Yeah. It's the worst. Now let's talk about X Corp. Let's talk so, about X Corp. Uh, <laughs> before I get fully into it, this is a weird book in a sense of it has the right elements of things I would like, but I feel like I don't care about what the story is going to end up being. You know what I mean? Like it feels like it's not the most necessary book. It's no. a necessary idea in the X-Men universe, but not a necessary book. Potentially. It has that potential. I am, I am interested in this book a lot. Like I, I, I do want to see where this story goes. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's an interesting book in the sense that like the, the graphic on like the cover, the, the, um, even the design of the font and everything, it's, it's kind of different from the other X-Men books in like the way that the cover is designed. I don't know. It just, it's, oh, it has a different feel for sure. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like premise, it's, it's, it's a good premise and a good cast. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I love, I love the pairing of angel and, and fucking, uh, what's her face? Penance, but what's her name? Monet. Yeah. Um, no, it's a cool ironic group of like two people who used to not be able to control their powers and turn into mm-hmm. a fucking monster. So, yeah, I know. I love, I love the, the duality there, you know, like it's, 
the year. And this book did remind me how much I love the character of Angel just as a person. Yeah, you know, I, I missed Angel. I, I, I didn't I didn't think I liked him, but I for, but I forgot I did. It's really what it's it came down to. Yeah, it's like refreshing to have him back in a form here. Yes. And, and I did forget. Was- I mean, this is how very little I ever think about our boy Warren, but like I forgot that he mastered the power to like or not mastered it, but like I forgot that he was basically the Hulk now. Oh like, yeah, basically, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember if you ever read the Rick Remander run of X Force, or I just tell you about it all the time. You just tell me about it. No, I didn't read it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And by the end of it, he or by the middle of it, I should say, in the Dark Archangel saga, it's called. Yes, mm-hmm. he, I know about that. Yeah, yeah, he kind of gets killed and is reborn mm-hmm. with the help of Psylocke to become a, a perfect version of himself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they ignored that for a little bit during that era where they didn't care about mutants and only cared about humans. And then yes. they retconned that, and then now we're here. So, yes. yep, yep. yep. <laughs> that sounds about right. That that sounds right. That checks out. So, first of all, this is a, a kind of a thick book. Like I kept reading it, going like, and here's the end. Yeah, like, I, two issues basically. Dude, I did not realize this book was that long. And when yeah. I was done with it, I was like, "Wow, why did it feel like this took?" I enjoyed it, but why did this feel like it took me so long? And I was like, "Oh, it's thirty-five fucking pages." Yeah, it's it's almost two issues basically, yeah. and it feels like it too. So let's get right into it. We have Monet and Warren opening up the X Corps, and it's just like someone running all the business of Krakoa. And how they handle stuff like making their their medicine and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that Warren's doing this. He's a business guy. He's a billionaire, right? Something like yeah, that. the two wealthiest X Men are the the are the ones who are in charge. So while they're getting ready to kind of open up this business and show it to the world, they have to meet with Xavier and talk about everything. And then Monet has to, while having a psychic, a separate psychic conversation with Xavier. Yeah. has to go do something else which is rude it's a little rude monet is rude that's true she is rude <laughs> and, and, <clears throat> and i mean that in the sense of like she she just doesn't have time for people shit no and then she goes to rescue another mutant in her demon monster form penance yeah yeah well yeah penance is yeah you're right anyway um she, when she does that, she saves a mutant that is from uh, the X-Men Red story by Tom Taylor. Really, mm-hmm. really good. Like Probably one of the better recent X-Men stories before House of X started. X-Men Red. Yes, I agree. Yeah. X-Men Red was good. Really, really good. Um, what's her name again? Trinary. Trinary, yes. Who basically is perfect with technology, like WizKid, or if you read DC, like Marvel. He's just, she's perfect with she can talk to technology and she kind of treats it like manifold treats teleporting. Like yes. she's not commanding it. She's asking it. She, yeah, she's, con- she's conversing with it. She's not leading it or commanding it. You know, they're, in, they're like in a joint, they're in a, in a relationship more than it's a dictatorship. Yeah. So she wants her to join her team for anyone trying to mess up with the company on the cyber level <clears throat> in the meantime, Warren is meeting with. Uh, I was a little confused who he actually is. Just another dealer. Just some, country. just some douchebag. He goes to Brazil to meet this asshole, basically, and talk about business. We gotta, and, like, we gotta one, one second though. We gotta take a moment to like. Th- this is like a running theme now in these Mar- in these X Men books that like Brazil is the worst place ever. Like, we, like, come on, man. Like they got. They got good people down there too. We don't need to keep doing this. Like I know their government's fucked up, but come on now. All right, good. If you compare it to what's happening in Brazil right now with like gay people, then yes, no, I, I, get, <laughs> I get it. No, and, and as I was talking, I was like, yeah, they are. Their government is pretty horrible. What am I talking government, about? Yeah, government wise, yeah, but I, I just, yeah, they, they, they're not doing a good job sometimes showing that it's just the government. Yeah, that, that I can agree with. Um, compared to DC, which actually made a new Brazilian character who's the new Wonder Woman or future Wonder Woman. Okay. That's right. the thing. I feel like um, this is twice now you brought up DC, and that's that's enough. I think I, that's I, enough. I, I love DC comics. I know you do, but this I is... got a new cyborg figure this week. It's fucking beautiful. Listen, let's get back to X Core. This is a long <laughs> book. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm I'm trimming the fat here. But I do like that in Brazil in this horse race scene, like it's like mutated horses, like one's a Pegasus and one has fins which I don't know how to help you in a race, but 
One's like a flaming horse. I know. I felt bad for those horses. Yeah, they're definitely genetically modified. Yes. um, Which we'll get to a different book. So basically, this uh, Brazilian dealer is warning them not to get involved in this business. And he hands them basically like a, I want to say search warrant, but like a reason for a search of the property that make all the drugs that Krakoa makes. More or less. It's, 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 it's a letter to the UN saying that Krakoa is in violation of international law because they've set up a for-profit company on in the savage land, which is like, has some kind of like special recognition. Uh, What? What? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the fucking story, dude. I know. That's why it's boring. So um... (laughs) I think it's interesting. You know what I did think is interesting? This part right here. I there like I that multiple man runs the factory. Hell yeah. I love that. I love that he takes it so seriously, especially later in the book when he's like, everyone's information that I need. I lost a week of information. Yeah. I do when, like that. When we last saw Jamie, was he was he graying? Because he's got gray hair now. Yes, I noticed that too. That, that, that's, I guess, how you know which one's the primary now. Yeah. But also, like, I wonder if that means something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, Monet is talking to him to recruit him for the team, also. And when they leave, basically, it's getting a little more extreme because Angel's talking to Monet psychically about the situation. She's kind of like just kill him. <laughs> All yes. her evil sides kind of coming out a little bit. Yeah, because she's getting angry, and she can't control. Yeah, she's more tenants. of a Hulk. Yes, but I mean. But Angel doesn't get as anger as easily. But yes, when he's angry or in danger, that's when the Archangel comes out. Yeah. So they feel they have to go rescue him and where the situation is. And I did like this again. Another cool concept. You find out that their main base, the whole island, is a ship that seems to connect to Krakoan gates wherever they are. Yeah. Teleports. Yes. So it teleports to a gate instantly. That's crazy, man. It's a cool concept to get like, um, like it's definitely going to come, come in handy in, like in an event book to save sure, everyone. Sure will. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something a good MacGuffin to have in your back pocket if you write yourself in a corner. Show enough is. So they go to save him and of course everyone in Brazil is really shocked but also means they can shoot it down because it's invading their airspace which is yes. pretty reasonable to be Understandable. Honest. It's understandable. The whole time the drug dealer guy is threatening him saying we're going to ruin everything and we're going to start now. And you see they blow up all of the facilities, or at least the main facility, killing all the dupes. No, they, yeah, they only, they destroy the Savage Land one. Yes. And when they did that, it's like, this is basically a warning. And we're going to tell them to investigate you for having exploding property and why it's your fault. It's going to fuck up everything and everyone's going to hate you, basically. Yes. And this is teaching you to get out of our business. And Angel was offering like, hey, how about we don't do that? <laughs> Yeah. No, we'll step out of here and give you a little more leeway. And like, no, 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 we don't want you involved at all. And that's when the team appears on their island. And a little weird, like, this is when a fight starts, but not really. Angel kind of just gets away by twirling in the air, and the then the base disappears and goes somewhere else. Yes. Well, it goes into space, it seems like it for some reason. Yes. It, yeah. It floats in like the, um, I forget what they said. What's one of the upper atmosphere. Yeah. It's one of the lower levels of space. Yeah. It's like in that general area. I enough like that they need our, oh, go ahead. Enough that they, I remember they needed like artificial oxygen. So yeah, I, I do like that. Monet is like, well, this is a perfect launch and that's how it ends. <laughs> yes, because it is because it went from Monet and by doing this was able to change what the narrative would have been, which is, Krakoa breaks international law by having factory that explodes in, in the savage land to crazy ass Island appears. And then Brazilian gangsters start shooting at it. And now we have the Krakoa to thank for getting rid of this gang. Yeah. And that is the first issue. I gave it three X's. Me too. Um, yeah, it was good. It was long. It was too long. Um, yeah. Oh, we mentioned this is also Teeny Howard, correct? This is also Teeny Howard, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it, it was it was it was good it was okay i guess is what i'm trying to say it's a three-star book i can't look at angel in a suit and not think of harvey birdman attorney at law attorney at law uh, yeah so that's that's one problem not to get birdman <laughs> you get that thing i sent you birdman. Uh, <laughs> so yeah i just thought it was average like I'm, i definitely want to see what the other issues are like now that we're more established oh yeah, yeah. i always i don't know if i care about the story yet like it's basic but unique, but mainly basic, and I can like kind of map out in my head where it's going. Yeah, I, I, I am right now. It has two characters that I really enjoy and don't get to see very often, so that's kind of why I'm sticking around for now. But also, did you see anything about X Factor getting canceled? I, I did not. No. Are you making shit up now? Last time I made shit up. <laughs> no, I, I saw something about that, and I, was, I just didn't continue it for some reason okay well if you want to look that up i'll go ahead and start talking about our next book and our final book which is issue number three of children of the atom and our book opens up like our last one did we get a a little character study of uh what's her name carmen pause breaking news from two weeks ago apparently marvel confirms x factor ends with issue 10 damn that was quick I think because of low sales. I remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah. That's a bummer. I like the art at least. Yeah. I'm not surprised though, to be fairly yeah. honest. But yeah. Well, I there's a lot of good people on that team. I hope those characters get used well somewhere else. Oh, yeah. You know why we didn't hear about it? It was buried under the news when they announced the trial of Magneto. Uh, which see. is officially only a five-issue murder mystery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. Did, did you also imagine everyone in clue form? Yeah, didn't we talk about that last time? Did we maybe? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I just want to, I just want it to be Clue. I think. <laughs> I All right. Say that last time. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, last time we got introduced to Gabe. This time we're getting introduced to Carmen, and Carmen is like all, like all Generation Z. It seems a, a content creator, um, and so she has a, a, streaming channel where she does cosplay stuff and she's fairly popular with it and she has good friends but unfortunately she still doesn't feel like people like her for her and um i'm gonna cut her slack because she's a fucking teenager but like she literally lists a litany of people who like her for her while saying i just wish i was special to somebody yeah. And it's like, okay, we get it. There's one person you want to be special to. Just say that. Just stop acting like no one loves you and just be like, the one person I want to love me doesn't love me. So also, I like that we're getting an issue about each character. I like but that, also, yeah. I'm a little, I don't know, maybe concerned. I feel like only one member of this group actually wants to be a mutant and the rest just want something different. I have noticed that too. It seems like one of them might be what, what, you would call transmutant, I guess. Yeah. And the others do seem to be like, it's a cool thing to do. Like it's a fad or something. Yeah. Like they have other goals and being this helps them continue that goal. Yes. Like her, hers is, I want to feel special, uh, which is what she goes. That that's basically the, the running theme of this book is that Carmen wants to feel special. And right now she doesn't. And I get you. I want to feel special too. And I don't, but I would, if you all would subscribe. That's true. That's true. I would feel more special about you if we had more subscribers. Yeah. Right now, Nick just thinks I'm three X's. I might get up to four X's if you all subscribe. I I never said three. And also, you know, you being almost a a ghost at this point, how skinny you are, you know, it's like two and a half. That's fucked up, man. I I mean, I see right through you literally now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give you that good D, and that's what you come around with this year. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked. It's up. two and a half D. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, on that note, <laughs> that's not what you say. Seg- segue. From- <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to segue from that. We're just gonna go back. Um, gonna go back to the teenager book after that. Uh, that's, that's, it's not great. Um, anyway, so Carmen doesn't feel special, and then. Out of nowhere, we jump into in me in media arrest, this fucking story in progress. 
<laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck happened. Last I yeah. saw these kids, they were trying to walk through another portal on Coney Island. Now we find them in fucking space. Didn't you feel like you missed an issue? One thousand percent, which I know is what they're going for. Yes, because but, I like, thought this book was gonna end. I, I didn't notice it said then. So I didn't know this book was I thought the book was gonna end with them like going backwards essentially, back and forth. Yes, I see. Uh, what you said. This yeah. happened before. I didn't yes. get that at all. <laughs> yeah, it took me a second. Like it took me I, when we then when we cut. So yeah, so we cut to these space scenes, and then we cut to what's happening now, which is Carmen not feeling special, and, and the other side of that story that I'll get to. But um, yes, it, it when we first cut back to Carmen, I'm like, okay, so is this leading to that or or what? And then I I went back and looked, and I'm like, oh no, oh they've already been to space, and they're just casually hanging around right now like yeah i'm sorry but these kids are fucking nerds if they went to space they would not be containing themselves as much as they are right now also there's a little ad for someone trying to sell pieces of magneto's original helmet which she bought yes which carmen bought um so so we, we our heroes we find them in space and they're about to crash it's very reminiscent of the dark phoenix origin um Except we, we, you know, everyone sur- like survives. Uh, but they're trying to get out of this exploding spaceship I, we, I, that they got into somehow. They're getting injured because they're in over <laughs> Don't their, worry about it. <laughs> they're in over their fucking heads. Uh, they get to escape pods. And yeah, I, we'll get back to that because I do kind of forget what happened when they, when they get back to Earth. But <laughs> while back on Earth, they all get invited over to dinner at Cole's house. If you if you recall, Cole was the young boy who we were told was on his deathbed, but now is healthy and uh, uniquely strong. Um, so they go there. The gang minus Carmen. Carmen says she's not feeling well. She just kind of wants to hang back and do her thing. And so it's Gabe and um, why do I always forget their name? What's cyclops lass's name oh yeah i uh bobby maybe i don't know can you go back and look at the beginning does it say in the beginning or is it just gonna it'll probably, it'll probably just say they're it just says they're goddamn code names all right whatever i'm sticking with code names because i don't remember their names all right so cyclops lass uh and gabe and i guess they meet him there because they they eventually the other two are there too whose name i forget too right don't they go to that dinner yeah only one of them. Okay. No, Only one. All of them? This is how in, into the book we are. Um, yeah. Um, three of them. So they're, the, the whole gang is invited. over, But only three of them go. And it's Cyclops, Last Gabe, and um, one of the brothers, the redheaded brother. Well, don't forget <laughs> that before they said, but it was flat out that they're going so they can find out if he's a mutant and what they can do. Yes. And that, and so when they're invited to this thing it's cyclops last who is like maybe he wasn't really sick when he was in the hospital maybe his mutant powers were just coming in and you know i've read about how it can it can show as sickness but it's really your genetics catching up and blah 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 and so they hint that they're more or less just interested in going because they want to know if he's a mutant but then but then they're also like no we've been friends with him forever it's not the only reason we want to go it's just it's just a plus it's just an added bonus and so they they do they go they're having dinner and when they get there they meet you know they're they're greeted by uh cole's parents and there's a a big brooding scary man also in the living room <laughs> i believe i uh, whose name is victor i believe arthur um and we find out that arthur is from a very shady sounding place called something Zoom. unity like yeah He's so ridiculously shady. Real Unity. Yes, he's from an organization called Real Unity, which he later explains is a research project that mixes human genes and mutant genes yes. for some reason to make oh to to evolve. They they believe in in pushing along the next like evolution and and making humans stronger and blah blah. This will go great. This is going to end perfectly. Yeah. Um, so they're all having dinner together while he's explaining his evil plan. And that's when they learn that Cole 
had this procedure and thus meaning he has some mutant genes now. And Cyclops last says, oh, I wonder if that means you can go through the Krakoan gate, you know, because only mutants can. And now you've part mutant. And Cole, who's already kind of sweating and, and looking uncomfortable as we lead up to this moment, burst out that he this is that's why you guys came. You only want to come see me because you're obsessed with mutants because you're mutant fanboys. And which is true, (laughs) which is not false, but it's not really the only reason they went. Like, I do believe they went because I think he, the the Gabe, went to see his friend, but I think the other two that's true. I, I, last is obsessed, yes. Cyclops last is definitely the most obsessed. Um, Gabe even said, like, it was just hard seeing you like that, and I didn't want to just be there to say a joke while you're dying. Like, yeah, that's understandable, that's that's a real thing. Yeah. And he, he says that because Cole calls him out on not really being his friend. He said he was going to come visit him all the time and then he'd stop coming to visit him in the hospital. And as this is happening, we're cutting back to Carmen. So the escape pods landed. We, they're safe. They landed back on Earth. No, no harm done. So we think. But the reason Carmen's not feeling well is because she's changing into yep. what looks like a vampire <laughs> yeah it was meant like is she actually a mutant and so now we're left to wonder yeah. did something happen to her in space or is she actually a mutant and her powers are coming on yeah and i guess we'll we'll find out but how is cyclops last gonna respond if she finds out the girl who's been crushing on her is actually a mutant now will that yeah. make her feel like her more you know like it's 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 a weird thing that and now that she's hiding it and like i want to be special and now i am i didn't want this like yeah she well yeah because she looks like part vampire part werewolf i would understand not yeah, wanting that fine. um so yeah it's it's a little it's a nice ending and this is probably my favorite issue so far like this this issue felt the most i don't really want to say coherent because the space stuff was out of the out of left field yeah but like, I understood the motivations of everyone and why everyone was doing what they're doing and the yes. conversations didn't last too long mm-hmm. and nothing dragged and it was, it was efficient. It was an efficient issue when the last two didn't feel that way. I, I agree. Um, I would have liked some fucking like acknowledgement that like they tried to go through the gate again and it didn't work because that's how the last book ended. But Maybe they don't, don't repeat the thing, same thing again. Yeah. You know, like what I mean, know like, the results, and you don't have to see the disappointment again. Maybe I guess, but like, it was very much left in a way that's like, all right, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Like that was how the book ended. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, or they didn't. Know. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I get that. We I guess we to assume obviously, but it's made that much more jarring. That like the last we saw them, they were like literally taking a step to try to go into a gate, and then we open up to find them in fucking space. Yeah, that that is the one downside. But, but I, I would give this book a better rating than all the other ones. I definitely, I think I give it three and a half X's. I I gave it three X's because it was a very, uh, it kept me in, engaged. It was very interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of dark phoenix parallels going on here. That's always it's fun. the first time though that I actually went. Oh, I want to know what happens next issue. I definitely want to know what happens to these kids now. Is this book involved in the Hellfire Gala? No, it can't be. I mean, I thought all the books were involved. That's why. I'll look into that and update you personally. Listeners, you can update yourselves. You you probably know by now. There's 100%. Yeah, you know by now. So, yeah. That was a good issue. Solid issue. Yeah. Very good issues this week. Um, No bad ones, which is, you know. Not something we've had in a little bit, so that's good. Don't get used to it, because next week we have X-Factor 9, Way of X-2, Wolverine 12, New Mutants 18. That's five? Yeah, we'll do those five. All right. New Mutants 18 hasn't come out yet. I think it comes out this week, though, so. So, yeah, we'll pause again. I think so, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, guys, thank you for joining us. Josh, where can they find you? So, if you want to find me on the internet, the best thing to do is go to Twitter, delete your account, 
go somewhere. Oh, no. You, or type in at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. Nick, what about you? Are you on the internet at all? I am on the internet, but if you really want to know what I'm thinking when it comes to X-Men related things, you could subscribe. You could subscribe to this podcast. You could <laughs> do that. And then after that, and after reading a beautiful review like a lot of our listeners have, you go on Twitter, you take the thing that you've now subscribed to, and you put it out on Twitter and go, oh my God, this is so great. Every X-Men writer should probably be on this podcast to talk about and defend their book either right or wrong benjamin percy come on our podcast challenge yes benjamin percy justify what you've been doing um i'll I'll say good job on your green arrow run and that's it um that was a good green arrow run it was it was that's why i was excited for to write all these books anyway um hey some people can only write marvel and some people can only write dc i've definitely seen that some people can only write oliver quinn queen <laughs> queen yes um so yeah but other than that when you go out there and send a link to all your friends on twitter you can find me at madman3005 and that's after on- you've done all those other things okay so you do your homework first and then you go follow nick yes okay or else you can follow you can follow me whether or not you've done your homework that's fine that that's why you get what you get and i get what i get that's why i'm the primary you keep on thinking that let's see how let's see how this podcast even gets to anybody's ears really. <laughs> mr primary let's see how this gets edited <laughs> yeah let, let's see how this gets out into the world <laughs> on that note guys thank you and we will see you in the subscribe box next time <laughs>